This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Kim Grunnels of Dogman.com with Chris Fetter, Scott Eklund. Day two. Spring football 2022 on the, I wouldn't say on the lovely shores of Lake Washington because we are inside at Husky Stadium, but overall pretty nice day. Actually, a lot of sunshine, a little bit overcast, but uh, actually a pretty nice, pretty warm day out at Husky Stadium. And a little bit shortened viewing time today compared to what we had the first practice. But, uh, you know, just right off the bat, the quarterbacks stand out. Yeah, I mean, well, they're always going to stand out because they're the ones making the throws and everything like that. Michael Penix ran with the first team today, just like Ryan Grubb said. Guys who get an equal amount of reps at first, second team. Uh, Michael Penix took today. Sam Heward got second team today, and Dylan was kind of doing the third team kind of stuff. So, um, yeah, you got, and you guys got to talk to him after. I, didn't, I was interviewing someone else, so you guys got to talk to all three of those guys after practice. Chris, any any of those quarterbacks separating themselves right now? No, not that I can tell. Honestly, um, you know, like like Grubb and DeBorbo said, you know, it's going to be four days. So so look at Wednesday, look at today, look at next Monday, look at next Wednesday, and then maybe Friday, maybe by this time next week, we might start to see some separation a little bit from whoever might be really excelling or who's struggling a little bit. But, yeah, as of right now, I think they're literally just trying to get them as, as equal number of reps as possible, trying to get them going through the same things. And, you know, we just don't see a lot of 11-on-11 work, so we see a lot of them thrown against air. Um, for the most part, they look really good <laughs> going against air, as, as you would expect. But um, sometimes they struggle from, from time to time, just learning some new concepts, especially, um, you know, Dylan and, and Sam, just because they're coming from a different offense. Penix, obviously, um, the terminology may be a little different than what he experienced in Indiana under Kalen DeBoer, but the concepts and everything else, I'm sure he's probably a little bit more familiar with. In the in the 11 on 11 thing that we did get to see, Penix did have that beautiful throw to Odunzi for the. I mean, it was estimated to be about 60, 60 yards, yeah. yeah, something like that, but just dropped it perfectly in the bucket and uh, touchdown over Michelle Powell. Um, who didn't have terrible coverage, but he just got beat on the play. He so. was about a yard behind, yep. but it was it was a good hookup. I had a chance to talk to all three quarterbacks, and one of the things that really jumped out, you know, is when we talked to Coach Grubb on Monday and asked him if he gravitated towards one position, and he said he was going to be in the hip pocket of the quarterbacks, you know, all well, he camp. he is the quarterback coach. Yeah. So. But, you know, when taking a look at, you know, some of the things that the guys have said, you know, just the difference in, you know, um, you know, Dylan talked about, you know, what a bright guy John Donovan was, but, you know, he was more of a big picture guy explaining the offense and thing. And now, you know, you've got, the uh, you know, Coach DeBoer and Coach Grubb in the backfield with the coaches and they're getting mental reps, which is something they didn't do last year. And just a lot more 
input from the coaches staff than they probably got a year ago so oh yeah i absolutely believe that they're getting more input from that and, and scott just real quick you've you've worked with taylor barton you've worked with some of the you know quarterback guys around here and you know tell people what that means just in between reps and that immediate feedback and how important because i don't think that they were getting that at all last yeah, year yeah and i mean that's where the film becomes key because the offensive court ryan grubb can make the call and give it to the next group but then he can pull the other guy off to the side and say, hey, you're, you know, here's your read. What did you see going through all those different things? And it's it's something that that benefits the quarterbacks because they're made it, able to get that immediate feedback where if you wait until you get into the film room, it's still going to have an impact, but maybe not the same impact as when you're immediately right there. Yeah, and I think that's just huge, you know, with a new offense coming in and getting that immediate feedback, you know, with Coach DeBoer there. And, you know, like you said, what did you see? Why did you throw it there in that immediate impact instead of waiting an hour and a half to see it later on your iPad when you're going to get that? I think that yeah. uh, we just didn't see that last year. No, not at all. And and I don't I don't know. You know, we don't know all of the mechanics of everything, but yeah, I I think the immediate feedback from the coach is huge for for the especially the quarterbacks. One other thing that I noticed a year ago, obviously we made kind of a note and, and talked quite a bit last spring about how they were kind of running their reps back to back, so they would have the first team and the second team literally going back to back, so they could double up the reps at the same amount of time. We're obviously not seeing that here. That's that was a wrinkle that was with the old staff. But I think what we're finding is is that maybe they're just doing them one rep at a time, but they're also doing – they're pretty quick about it. Mm-hmm. So I don't feel like they're losing a ton of time on it. And I think that's probably also beneficial in the sense that the new guys, they literally get to teach those guys right there. Their, their thoughts aren't necessarily divided by trying to watch what the first team and the second team are trying to do. Mm-hmm. So it's a, obviously a different way of, of coaching, different way of teaching. But, um, you know, it seems like obviously um, this, this particular way works well for them. And I know everybody wants to know, and, you know, we talked about this a little bit earlier, you know, is there a quarterback separating themselves? Is there a clear pecking order? Right now there is not. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we're not – we're limited to what we see. We're not seeing anywhere near the amount of, you know, reps that we saw last year. But I haven't seen anything that would make me think that one quarterback is ahead of another. No, not at all. Well, what we've, we've probably seen on 11-on-11, 11 11, what, maybe 20 10, reps? 10 reps, yeah, 10, 15, 15 reps. Yeah, whatever. Yeah. We haven't seen any turnovers, have we? No, I haven't seen one. Well, that's the thing. We're used to the horn and stuff sounding. Well, I don't know if they'll if sound the horn that, when they yeah. do that. If, but well, obviously we'll find out when it comes. But, yeah, no turnovers yet. Yeah, you know, just again, you know, just a shortage of running backs. They just don't have a lot of running backs available right yeah, now. What is it, two, scho- two scholarship running backs? Uh, yeah, Sam, Sam Adams is in yellow. So I, yeah. I assume that means minimal contact. But yeah, yeah, so it's just Dumas and um, JV on, on Sunday right now. Yeah. Um, all and then uh, Camden Sermon's one getting the reps with the first unit. So As he did on Wednesday. Yep. Yeah, kind of funny So how that worked out. But, uh, again, it's hard. We had a chance to talk to uh, Jamarcus Shepard. And, boy, it's hard to miss that guy at practice, isn't it, Scott? Yeah, I mean, he's got a loud voice. He enjoys himself. He's a whirling dervish half the time. Yeah. <laughs> all those things. Like in his uh, interview today, he said, yeah, I used to go out there and run all the routes with all the right wide receivers. And he goes, I can't really do that anymore. <laughs> so yeah. he's out there running routes with them, but not the same he, routes. He still hounds so, them quite yeah. a bit. So, I mean, he, get, he, him. Get, he gets them at the beginning and gets them at the yeah. end. It's the, it's the middle he doesn't do any uh, as much as anymore. One, one thing I really noticed right off the bat, 
because we uh, one of our interns, Jack, asked him about his kind of his infectious personality and voice mm-hmm. and everything, and he just said a, a coach a long time ago really impressed upon me to be loud as possible, so you only have to say things once instead of like fifteen times when you're teaching guys. So I think that I think that helps with his infectiousness in terms of his energy and everything else. It really comes across. Yeah, no, I, like I said, he I can't think of a coach since we've been doing this is who is. Um, as energetic and um, infectious and wound up as Jamarcus Shepard. Can you think of one? Yeah, I would have to go back, honestly. It would probably be someone under Sark if it was anybody, I think. Yeah, I was thinking of, of you know, at least early on, maybe like a like an Eric Yarber or something like that. But even yeah. then, Yarber wasn't anywhere near as vocal as Shepard. No. I, uh, Jordan Pow Pow wasn't as vocal, but he was he was out there running around doing stuff. Yeah, yeah but, th- you know, the thing with Jamarcus is he, he's like a kid in a candy store out there. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's laughing, he's coaching, he's getting in guys' face. I, I mean, just he's not all fun and games, but, I mean, he's out there to make sure these guys have fun and yeah. teach and, and doing it the right way. So, you know, we've got quite a bit of uh, video and audio with Jamarcus, you know, from today, so I'd recommend everybody listen to it, get a little bit of an insight to his personality. One of the other things that I kind of noticed post-practice was that a lot of times those coaches will, they'll you know, they'll do their little post-practice position group huddle. They'll get guys together, make sure they're on the same page, and obviously he does a lot of that stuff. But, you know, most of the time, those guys, unless it's really, unless they're heavily into the recruiting bit, they kind of stay in their own lane, kind of do their own thing. Jamarcus Shepard was all over the field. I mean, he was talking to certain guys. I remember right before he came and talked to us, he was talking to Devin Kolb, and there was someone taking pictures with Kolb, and, and he was talking to them about something, and he was talking to a, maybe one of the former players for a little while. Um, he, he just kind of has his hands in all the different pots, and it was kind of fun to watch him kind of work the field a little bit, so to speak. We got to see the quarterbacks a little bit. Any of the wide receivers jumping out at you, Scott? I think Odunzi has looked pretty good. Um, I haven't seen as much as uh, uh, Jalen Polk as I thought I would. Um, But you know, that's just whatever. And, and uh, Giles Jackson had that really nice catch in traffic today. Yep. You and I both made a note from of it. Hewitt, in the, uh, right? Yeah, from Heward. Heward put some zip on it. He caught like the last third of the ball because yeah. he had to go up so high to get it. And he was and definitely in traffic. Yeah, I mean, was, was there was four triple, guys, three or yeah, four guys. Three or four guys, yeah. Yeah, so it was, it was an impressive catch too. So, hey, the more you can get these guys going, and, and getting playmakers out there. I mean, that, that was one thing that uh, Shepard said today was, um, you know, if one guy is out there having a great day, I don't want a bunch of other guys sitting around and yeah. just watching them have a great day. I want everybody to have great days, right. every game, every practice. And, um, and you want to see multiple receivers making plays. It'll not only make them better and more explosive in the offense, it'll make the defense better because yeah. be- last year – it was so pedestrian. We didn't know how good the defensive backs really were. I mean, we knew Kyler Gordon, Trent McDuffie were pretty good, but we didn't really know how great they were because we didn't get to see them against great competition on the other side, great routes and, and complex passing games and things like that. Now we're going to see that. Yep. You know, one of the things I'm looking forward to seeing, and I haven't seen it yet, but like I said, you know, they're not letting us see certain things is, you know, Junior Alexander's strength is, you know, to be able to battle for the ball, those one-on-one balls, being ball dominant on those. And that's one of the things that I'm looking forward to seeing that we haven't been able to see yet. Yeah, he went up for a yeah. ball in the air and kind of got twisted mid-air and came down a little awkward. 
um, kind of had to shake that off. But he didn't miss a rep. So, I mean, yeah. kid obviously has a little toughness and um, wants to, you know, wants to make an impression, obviously. He's so different out there without his big hair because he always had the big hair going and we didn't see that. We, we don't see it anymore. So then I see number four and I'm like, Oh yeah, that's him. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and, and Jabez um, is wearing yellow. Yeah. So I'm assuming that was minimal contact for him today too. Yeah, and the other key battle that you know we've been looking forward to seeing is that corner uh, battle. Um, anything jumping out at you there, right. Scott? Right now, Perriman, uh, Jordan Perriman, the transfer from UC Davis, and um, and he's really the only transfer right now that's. Yeah, Powell, kind of running Powell, with and Elijah, Powell, Powell and, and Elijah Jackson were running with the ones the very yeah, first group. Yeah, and now it was Michelle Powell today. Weren't, wasn't he running That's with what the I said, ones? Powell, I said Powell and Jackson. Oh, I'm sorry, yeah. Powell and Jackson. Was, so. Yeah, Perriman and uh, Jacoby Covington were, were the, the other. two were yeah. the second unit. I, I think if they can find four, four corners that they like a lot – that's yeah. that is going to be huge, yeah. and I think all three of those guys have the potential to be pretty good. Yep. So, yeah, you know, um, I haven't seen much of Jacoby Covington. Maybe I just haven't focused on it. But you know, a lot of people thought he was going to be what we call next. Well, that's the, what Jimmy said. Yeah, you know, and he definitely has a skill set. So, <clears throat> I'm looking forward to see what he does. You know, as uh, spring ball goes. Yeah, along. yeah, yeah. I think. Uh, um, you know, spring ball for him is huge. Um, he hasn't done anything that's really flashed to me that's, I mean, outstanding, but he hasn't looked bad either. So Yeah, and I mean, again, running with the twos, who knows? They may yeah. just be running pairs out there right now. They may want Covington and Perriman to get yeah. together like they want Jackson and Mish Powell we, to get together. We too. say this all the time, too. Don't read anything into who's running where and doing what in spring ball. It's... The, this yeah, is I mean, the this is the time for the coaches to experiment with guys. Yeah, Zion Zion's not running with the ones right now. Yeah, you know he's so barely it, running with the twos. Yeah, so it's yeah. you know again you're right. Recruits today, Scott. Yeah, so there was a handful of recruits today. So there was three 2022 guys that we saw for sure. And that was Tristan Dunn, Denzel Boston, and Ryan Otten. Um, so they were all up here uh, and doing Otten their was thing. was watching the tight ends like a hawk. Yeah, yeah, and Denzel was watching the wide receivers. Um, and then um, the uh, other guys that um, – Landon Hatchett was here from Ferndale, Garen's younger brother. Um, again, second yeah, time again, in two days. Yeah, again, second time in two days. Um, and pretty sure it was 2024 Sumner O-lineman Dylan Sikorsky was here because uh, Keith Ross was up here. He's the head coach at Sumner. Um, and uh, my guess is he brought Tristan and, and uh, Dylan up. Yep. <clears throat> and then um, there were three other offensive linemen that uh, we're not 100% sure who they were. So we're going to do some digging and investigation and see who they were. One guy looks pretty, like a dude. Pretty good-sized guy. Yeah, yeah, one guy looks like a dude. So we're going to need to see who that is. But yeah, uh, Zion-type hair. Yeah, but I looked through the database on the offers and everything. Yeah. Didn't look like any of those guys. So we'll, yeah. we'll have to just see. Yeah. Never. Transfer portal, you never know. You never know. Again, post-practice, the coach is introducing the recruits to the team. Yeah, yeah, that was pretty – it's still kind of fun to watch them do that. So. Well, and it's not just introducing the recruits to the team. I mean, they're introducing the players, the assigned mm-hmm. players to mm-hmm. the team. So when yep. you know when a, when a Ryan Otten got introduced or a, or a Denzel Boston yep. got introduced, like Jamarcus Shepard got fired up by yeah. introducing Denzel Boston and the crowd and the team went nuts. So yeah. it's again, they're just they're just trying to to infuse this thing with a lot of energy and a lot of uh, you know just uh, passion with the thing that's going on. And, and like I said, that's something that I haven't seen 
the the staffs do even with Pete or Sark or I never saw that before. Yeah. It's funny you say Jamarcus uh, Shepard getting fired up. I think fired up is his baseline. I think he wakes up like that, yeah. you know. So <laughs> yeah, we start calling him Red Bull caffeinated yeah. coach because he's so wound up all the time. Well, again, like you said, I think he he does it from a point of pragmatism. You know, if if, if they get the point across the first time, that means he doesn't have to reiterate it. 15 more times which is which is kind of what he told us yeah so all right short radio today like i yeah. said we didn't get to see a lot just final thoughts scott just uh, uh um, not, not on practice but just wrapping up the week yeah the i think successful first two couple days um the interviews with the players has been really good they've been i i love being able to talk to more players and more coaches than we're used to talking to during the during the week um you know it's i think it's been great uh, first couple of days, the players have all said, man, this is just a different feel. Uh, the staff is a different feel. And they don't talk badly about the old staff either. It's it's not that. It's just this feels different to us. And I think that's definitely a positive sign. Yeah. Any final thoughts for the week, Chris? Yeah, just in general, today was, I think, really uh, not not so eye-opening, but kind of reaffirming in the sense that you would have expected – the, the offensive players to be really enthused and really energized about having a new staff with a new concept, new schemes, ones that have proven to be successful at other places. And that certainly has proven to be true. The quarterbacks all seem to be very excited about the potential of what's going to happen. And uh, I think they seem to be all up for the quarterback battle. And uh, I thought that was really positive. Um, again, you know, it's just a situation where I wish we could have more practice to watch. And I'm not sure why we're trading off less practice for more access to players, but we'll, we'll take what we can I, I honestly and, don't think it was a trade-off. Yeah. I think it was just Kalen DeBoer doesn't want us seeing all the practice. And, but the pl- I think we would still have the availability that we have right now with cause, because COVID's well, it's not gone, but it's, yeah. it's, it's definitely on the lower end of the priority scale right, right. now. And, and so I think it made sense, especially if we're doing it outside. Yeah. It makes more sense to have us all just doing it right there, yeah. and I like that. But the first two days have been strong. Yeah. Um, they've, I think they've gotten off to a good start. Obviously, there's there's plenty of uh, progress to be made. Watching on both sides, I put out a video this morning of, of Eric Schmidt, the edges coach, working uh, a, a drill with the sled and just working off get off and things like that. And you know, he's he's really coaching his guys up, and that was strong to see. One thing that you made a note of on the thread: who was the last edge yeah. to be off the field? Yeah. And he was, and he was. Savelle. He was there for a long time. Yeah. After everyone he else was, was we, gone, we were still walking. Yeah. We were walking out when it yeah. happened. One of the things I kind of find it's uh, almost a little awkward at times is when guys that have just graduated are at practice, and today we saw Luke Wattenberg, and it's almost like they feel like, okay, well, why am I here? And I should be practicing. It's just kind of, they it's get a that. weird feeling for them. Yeah. It's really weird for them to stand. And, you know, we saw it with Kyler Gordon the other Yesterday. day too, yeah, you know, and, um, you know, Jackson Kirkland, of course, in the boot, but yeah, when I see the former players that just finished and they're on the sidelines, it's almost like they feel, okay, this is just yeah. weird. If people didn't read my, my, uh, practice report also, Richard Newton and Cam Davis were both out there. They just, weren't doing drills. Yeah, they didn't same have, thing as Wednesday. Yeah. Well, Newton was. I saw. There. I saw him both. Oh, did you see Newton? Yep. Okay, I, I didn't him see both. him. I saw the other guys. So. And for people that didn't notice, Julius so Julius Irvin was here today. Yep. So he was practicing. He was doing everything normal. Don't know why it wasn't there Wednesday. Could have been a class, class conflict. Could have been anything. Yeah, just good to be back covering football. It's um, 
the last couple of years, you know, we haven't really been able to establish a connection with the players because we've had them, you know, either a Zoom feet away from us. Zoom call or at the desk, and we it's hard to ask follow-up questions mm -hmm. in those um, situations. So it's good to be back and actually talk to the players and talk to the coaches. Um, they seem to be a lot more casual with that format. You know, um, I can't imagine Jamarcus Shepard up on that no. press conference type setting where he can really show his personalities. So, um, you know, it's one of the cool things we get to do is get to know these guys a little bit and see their personalities. So, um, you know, good first two days. And we've got, what, Monday, Wednesday, Friday next week? Yeah. Monday, Wednesday, Friday next week, and uh, we'll be all over it. So, hey, let's go ahead and wrap it up. 50% off. If you're not a subscriber, 50% off. Yeah, we have that going until the 4th, yeah. so it's time's a waste Through Monday. And it's not April Fool's, it's real. Yep. So, it's a real deal. Yeah. And also the, the uh, huskystadium.com for the newsletter. Yep. yep. Huskystadium at gmail.com if you want updates on what's going on at practice and the breaking news alert. So for all of us at dogman.com, I'm Kim Grenolds along with Chris Fetters and Scott Eklund. Go dogs. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic? And conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai. There's joy in every journey.